So we're doing Yud Gimel Amadalif, but we're holding actually the Mishnah on the end of Yud Beis Amadveis. This is the end of the Perik, Perik Krishna. So we spoke about the Brachis of Kriyashma, and now we're sp- and then in what way should one, what position should one say Kriyashma? And now we're going to talk about the third parish of Kriyashma, which is addition of Chachomim which we mentioned actually in the Gemara, that there's many reasons why to say the parasha of Bayoimer, the parasha of Tzitzis. Now, says the Mishnah like this, one of the, the main things the parasha is talking about is Tzitzis. Now, Tzitzis, the mitzvah of Tzitzis is only by day, either only when you're wearing a clothing by day, or only a clothing which is designated for the day. One of the two, but it's only by day, it's only related to the day. So, you would think, based on that, that by night, you should skip it. But the last time I looked in the Siddur, it said, Vayoyimer, by night as well. So, why do we say Vayoyimer by night? Says the Mishnah. We know this Mishnah from the Haggadah. Maskirim Yitzias Mitzrayim Balelus. By night, we also mentioned the parish of Yitzias Mitzrayim. I am as if I am 70 years old. So we say that he wasn't actually 70 years old. He was actually 18 years old. But the fact that Hashem made him look like 70 shows that really is he reached the level of wisdom of 70. And as explained in Chassidus and Kabbalah, that he was a Gilgal of Shmuel. So he had the 52 years of Shmuel. And therefore he was actually, uh, spiritually, he was 70 years old. And therefore, he was wondering, well, Zachisi, I did not merit, I did not win the argument, I was not able to prove from the Torah, I couldn't prove why we should say the parish of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim by night as well, although it says that we have to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, but simply speaking, you would understand that it's only by day, and therefore, not just Mitzvah Tzitzit is only by day, but the Shiras Yitzias Mitzrayim is also only by day. And therefore, seemingly, there should be no reason to say the parasha by night. Until Ben Zoyma came, and he was able to prove it from a Pasuk. As it says, There's the word kol. So what do we learn from the word kol? Taka means hayomim. That's the way you would understand it, that it means only by day. However, the code is coming to add how late is the night. And that was able to prove that you should say it's Mitzrayim night. But no, not necessarily can you prove anything from this. You could say he's telling you that you should remember it's Mitzrayim during the time of uh, until Mashiach comes. And coil or the word coil will Mashiach is coming to add. That when Mashiach comes, as we'll see soon, you would think that you should not mention Yitzhak Mitzrayim. We have something much more important to mention, that Hashem took us out of Golos. Nevertheless, the Pasuk is telling you that you should mention Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And therefore, seemingly, they're saying that there's no proof from the Raya of Ben Zayma. Now, the Paul, we do accept Ben Zayma's opinion. We do say Vayim by night. We do say that Yitzhak Mitzrayim has to be mentioned by night. Good. So let's leave that aside. But the Paul, we do accept this. Says the Gemara, Tanya Amalehem Ben Zayim Lechachom. Ben Zayim was arguing with Chachom and was saying, How can you tell me that Koil is not referring to the night? It's referring to Yemaisa Mashiach. 
וכי משכיל עם יציאס מצרים לימי סמשיח? Are we going to mention יציאס מצרים when משיח comes? ועלי כבר נאמר לזה קליר פוסק, אי פוסק אין ירמיה. It says like this, הנה יומים בו ימלאו מה שם, השם says there will be days that will come. ולא יאמרו עוד, people will not say חי השם. השם, like he's swearing the name of השם. אשר הלוס בני ישרום מארץ מצרים, משתוקס ארם מצרים. כי אם חי השם אשר הלוס אשר אהיב יזרע בייס ישרום מארץ סופנו מכל הארץ אשר ידחתם שם. They would swear in the name of Hashem that took the Eden out of the north, out of Babel, and out of all other countries that he took them there. So we see that we will not mention Yitzhak when Mashiach comes. So obviously, Koyal is referring to the night, not to Mashiach, not to the days of Mashiach. Amr Uloy Sachachachom answered to him, It does not mean, this passage does not mean that when Mashiach comes, then we will not mention Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The most important thing we're going to say then is that Hashem took us out of Golos. The mentioning Yitzhiyat Mitzrayim will be a secondary thing. Now there are those that explain in the Mishnah of the Chachom and were not those that argued with Rabbi Lozab and Azariah and Zayma. They were just coming to say something else. And no, they held, some say they held the opposite. They don't need... The coil to say that the, you should say Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim by night. We know that just from Yimei Chayecha. We already know that you always have to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, no matter if it's by day or by night. They were just coming to say that, therefore, since we don't need the Pasuk, the Pasuk is coming to tell me that when Mashiach comes, we'll also mention it. And in that, Zayim was actually arguing, and he was saying no. And Chacham were saying no. They stuck to what they said, that we will mention when Mashiach comes, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, but it is, this, this does not contradict that we still mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim by night. And that's the Allah. Now this concept that the Pasuk could say we won't mention, and it doesn't mean we won't mention. It means it won't be the most important thing. Say the Chachamim, I have a proof for that. Not a proof, a comparison. I have another case where we could where we say they won't say this and this, and it doesn't mean they won't say, it means it won't be the main thing. Where is that? Similar to this we say, Hashem told Yaakov, your name won't be Yaakov, it will be only Yisrael. Now if you look further in Torah, Yaakov is still called Yaakov. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean that Yaakov, the name Yaakov will not be mentioned. El Yisrael Iker V'Yakiv Tavolo. Yisrael is the main name and Yakiv is a secondary name. Another proof. V'cheinu Oimer, the Pesach says in Yishaya about the days of Goygu Mogig. It says, Altis Kuru Rishonis. You will not remember the old things. V'kadmonis and the things that are way back. Altis Beinu, you won't even pay attention to them. Which means, you will not remember the first things that she would malchi all the tzoros of Golos. You're not going to remember them. You're not going to remember the old, the really old stuff. I'm making now a new thing. It'll be the days of Melchemes Goi which will be a much greater danger and scare, whatever it is. And then when Hashem will save us from that, 
that will be the main thing that we'll remember that Hashem saved us from going to What is this similar to? Someone was walking in the way. He met a wolf. And he was saved. Wherever he met, he said, you know what Hashem did to me? He saved me from the wolf. Then he met a lion. He was saved from the lion as well. So then from then on, he didn't talk about the wolf. He was talking to everyone about the lion. And then he met a snake and he was saved from the snake. He forgot about the lion, he forgot about the wolf. She was talking about the snake. Afkach, the same two Yisrael, Tzoris Acharein is the later Tzoris that they have. Meshach Chisas and Yishen is making them forget about the old ones. And therefore, but it doesn't mean they forget about it. It means that it's not as significant as the later Tzoris, as the later Nisim, that Hashem saved us from the later Tzoris. So the same applies over here. When we say when Mashiach comes, we will not mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It doesn't literally mean that we will not mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It means that it will not be as significant as Hashem saving us, taking us out of God's. Now that we mentioned the idea of Yaakov, that Hashem said you'll not be called Yaakov, you'll be called Yisrael, but it doesn't literally mean so. So now we're going to the other name where Hashem changes, and as we'll see there, Hashem did change it permanently. There's a passing in Divya Yomim which says, Avram who Avram. He was born as Avram, and then he turned to Avram. So what is the significance of these two names? Why did Hashem change his name from Avram to Avram? Bitchil on the beginning, Nasa Avla Aram. He was the most important person in his birthplace in Aram. Ulubasayf, eventually when he came to Eretz Yisrael, and then he was the father of the Eden, etc. So Nasa Avla Kola Ilam Kuli. Now he's the most important person in the entire world that through the Eden there's an effect on the entire world. Sorai. Sora, he's Sora. She was originally called Sora, and then she's called Sora. So both of them mean a ministress. In the beginning, she was a ministress, my ministress, which means, again, for her nation, for Aram, she was someone special in her birth nation. Eventually, she's the ministress of the entire world. She's most important and affecting the entire world. Now, about this second example of Avram. Tony Bar there it's different than Yaakov. Avram If one speaks about Avram Avinu, and he says Avram Avinu, I guess he not that by my mistake swallowing the hay, but intentionally calling him Avram without the hay. So then he's Your name will be and shall be Avram. Rabbi Lazar Eimer, Eivir Belav. Shenem Revelei Kari Yei, the Shimcha Avram. Your name will not be called Avram. Now, why does the, the Tanakam in this Braise, why does he not say um, uh, that, that it's a Lysasa? I'm not sure, but for some reason, he learns that Velei Kari is just telling him the future. And Vahoyah Shimcha, that's a command. And therefore, he holds it on your essay. Ask the Gemara, Elamiyatav, that's the case. 
הכוירו לסורה סורה היוכי נמי If someone calls Sora, Sora will, he, will also be over Ba'asei or Aloysasei. So, and if that's the case, why didn't the Brisa mention it? Answers the Gemara, Hosom Kuchibrich Omer La'avron. There was a personal command to Avron. Sora Yishtecho Le'sikro Eshmo Sora Kisora Eshmo. You shall not call her Sorai because her name is Sora. It doesn't say Lo Yikore it will not be called. It says, you shall not call. Only Avram. We don't have that mitzvah. Fine. But Yaakov, it clearly says, it shall not be called. It's very different. The Pasuk itself called him again Yaakov. It says, Hashem called Yisrael, and he said, Yaakov, Yaakov. So we see that Hashem called him Yaakov, so for sure the Pasuk does not mean you shall not be called Yaakov, so we must translate it that it will not be the most important name, the most important name will be Yisrael. Fine. There was a kasha on this b'raise from a Pasuk. There's a Pasuk that we say every day, so he calls him Avram. How could we do such a thing? How could Nehemiah, how could he say that, how could he call Avram Avram if you're only allowed to call him Avram? Answers the Gemara Hosom there, Novi, So some people skip this word, that's what it sounds like from Rashi. The Novi is setting up the praises. My dahavamikar, what happened in the past. So there's two ways that I read the Gemara. If you read it with the word Rahmana, the Navi is saying the praise of Hashem, and he's saying a story. There was a time that Avram was called Avram, and Hashem chose him when he was called Avram, and then he was actually called Avram. He's not calling him now Avram. Or if we skip the word Rahmana, which it sounds like from Rashi, he's saying the praise of Av- Avraham of him. That Hashem chose him while his name was still Avram. And then he made his name Avram. So he's praising Avram Ovinu that his name Avram, don't take it for granted. Hashem actually made him that name. So he's not calling Avram Avram. He's trying to say now the praise of Avram Ovinu. He's telling about Avram Ovinu that he was once called Avram and Hashem chose him then. And then Hashem changed his name to Avram Ovinu. So that he could do. But if you speak about him, you cannot call him with the name Avram. You have to say Avram, unless again, it's unintentionally that you just swallow the hay, but really you're intending to call him Avram, that's fine. Okay. Fine. So we, okay. So we spoke about um, saying by night, that Abelos of Benazariah held so, but he didn't have a proof from a Pasuk. When Zayim brought a proof from Kol Yimei Chayecha, maybe seemingly Chachamim are arguing and saying that no, Kol Yimei Chayecha, the Kol could refer to Yimei Mashiach. Says Ben Zayim, what do you mean? There's a post that we won't mention it yes, Mitzrayim by Yimei Mashiach. Say Chachamim, no, it will be the second, secondary thing. It won't be the most important thing. As we see by Yaakov, the Torah says he won't be called Yaakov, but then it calls him Yaakov. It means to say Yaakov will be the secondary name, the most important name will be Yisrael. 
Similar to that, it's the, the Yeshaya says that when Goygumogig will come, as if you will forget whatever happened before, Yitzias Mitzrayim and Shibud Malchis. Now again, oh, be here we definitely cannot say that uh, you won't remember Shibud Malchis because hear me, you just said that after Mashiach comes, which is after Goygumogig, we're going to constantly mention that Shem that took us out of Shibud Malchis. So obviously, the pasuk means to say that. Uh, when you'll be going go mugging and Hashem will save you, it'll be such a great mess that it will like uh, what do you call it? It will outshine um, the, the taking us out of Golos of Shibut Malchus and Itzias Mitzrayim. But it doesn't mean that we won't actually mention it. And it means the marshal of the person that was saved from different things and he was saved from the snake. That was the thing that he was focusing on, but obviously he still remembered what happened before, but it wasn't the focus in his mind. Then we compare that. Uh, Avram, you can, you're not allowed to call him Avram. It's either Esri or Loisase. Sarai, her name is Soro. It's not Sarai, but it's not a Loisase. It's not an Esri. It's not a Loisase because Hashem only told Avraham Avinu not to call him. Uh, not to call him, uh, not to call her Sarai. Now, Yaakov, Hashem himself called him Yaakov. So obviously we have to type that it means it'll be a secondary name. And when Nehemiah says Avram, he's just telling the story to say the praise of Avram Avinu. Okay, next Pedic. Next Pedic about how to read Kriyashma. So the Mishnah will say now, that will start of saying that you have to have something in mind when you say Kriyashma. One was reading Torah and he was having to read the Chumash Dvarim. And the time for Kriyashma came. And he happened to say Shema. Then he went to the next passion. He said, in Kivin Liboy Yotza, if you have made you paid attention with your heart, you yotza. What does that mean? We'll see. Then the Gemara the Mishnah continues. The prokim between paragraphs, Shoyal Mipnea COVID. One who is you're supposed to respect, who has who is a respectful person, an honorable person, you're allowed to ask him, How are you? Umeshiv. And if he comes to you and he tells you, How are you? You say, Baruch Hashem. Shalom Aleichem, Aleichem Shalom. Uveemsa, middle of a paragraph, then Shoyel Mepnei Hayira. One who you're afraid of, that he might harm you, then you could ask, you could say hello to him, you could, uh, you could, uh, you could uh, greet him. Umeishiv, and if he greets you, then you could greet him back. In other words, there's no difference between greeting and answering. It's the same rules. That between paragraphs, it's someone who you're, who's an honorable person, and in the middle of a paragraph, it's someone who you, you, who you're afraid of him. Rabbi Yudah even know the answer middle of a paragraph. You can greet as Rameir said, someone who you're afraid of him. But you're allowed to answer back someone you meant to honor because. Uh, because uh, he, it's not as strict if he comes to you, it's not the same as if you're greeting him to begin with. Or we between paragraphs, so just as you said, you're allowed to greet someone that you meant to honor, and but you could you could answer back anyone if someone comes into your base chabad and tells you, Shalom Aleichem, how are you? If you're between paragraphs, you can answer him back. It says that in other places you're not allowed to because everyone knows that you're in the middle of Kriyashma. They're not going to be so... Uh, uh, they're not going to take it to heart. But if someone is going to take it to heart, so then yes, between paragraphs, you're allowed to answer back. You should not greet him. 
But if he comes to you, you can answer him back. What are the between the paragraphs? Between Yitzra Moiris and Abba Soilom Abba Between the Bracha and Shema, although we're careful not to answer Amen, etc. But it seems like the most accepted opinion is that it's not like a Bracha on a Mitzvah. It's like a separate thing you just say before Kriya Shema, and therefore, if necessary, you can interrupt. But and bin because Emes Yatsiv is the is the bracha. Rabbi Yudaimer no bin Vayimer Emes Yatsiv leYatsiv. Do not interrupt between Vayimer and Emes Yatsiv, because you're supposed to say Emes the word Emes right after Hashem Alekechem, as we'll see in the Gemara. Amar Rabbi Shua bin Korcha. Some say Korcha refers to Rabbi Akiva. That was uh, bold, or uh, Rabbi Shua bin Korcha said. What is he coming to say now? We happen to mention, although, by the way, we happen to mention the order we say the three parashiyas in Shema, because we were saying what are between the paragraphs. So he mentioned this Shema, this Vahoyim, this Vayimer, so it was obvious that that's the order we say the parashiyas. Now Vayimer in the Torah is earlier. It's before Shema. So there must be a reason why you put Vayimer at the end. Um, as we'll see. But if, if that's the case, then we have to ask a question on all the parishes. If you're not making them in the order that it's written in the Torah, so maybe I should put Vahoya first, because Vahoya is speaking to Eden in plural, and Shema is speaking to Eden in singular. So maybe I should put Vahoya first. So we have to have a reason why we have this particular order of saying Shema, Vahoya, and Vayim. Why is it first? The first thing you have to do is accept Hashem as your Hashem. Then you could say, I'll accept your mitzvahs. If you never declare and pronounce Hashem as your Hashem, then just to accept his mitzvahs is empty. doesn't have what to be based on. So first you have to say, Shema, I declare Hashem is my Hashem. And then, in Vayemer, you're also declaring that Hashem is Hashem. Why don't you put that also earlier if that's the case? Because Vayim Shemaya is talking about Torah. And Torah, you have to learn by night and by day. Vayemer is talking about Tzitzis, that's the main, although we have many other things mentioned over there. But the main mitzvah is Tzitzis. And Tzitzis is only done by day. And therefore, we put it last. I didn't look this up properly, but the have a simple question. The it's quite obvious why. I mean, actually, not. There's a machloikis about it. The, the those that hold that Shema and Vahoya are both midiraisa, then the is quite obvious why you put Shema and Vahoya in the order in Torah, and then Vayemer is, is later because it's only midrabona. Although actually, it's not it's true. It's not really midrabona. Schiras itzias mitzayim is midiraisa. To put it next to Kriya Shema with this particular parasha, that's Midrabon. Okay, okay, so that answers the question. If you say that it's Deiraisa, so Vayim is also Deiraisa somewhat, and therefore it would make sense to put them in the order as it's written in Torah, Vayim first, and then Shema, then Vayim Shema. Once you change the order, you have to have a reason for every detail in the order. Okay. Now, when we read the beginning of the Mishnah, it seems, it seems to say that you have to pay attention that what? 
that you're saying the parashis of Shema in order to do the mitzvah of Kriyashma. Now really that's a machloikis. It's a machloikis if you, in, in order to do a mitzvah and to be yoitzah, you have to have intention. Could be that if you do the mitzvah without intention, you yoitzah as well. The halach is that you do have to have intention for a mitzvah that you at least. You must have intention to do the mitzvah. But it's a machloikis amiroi. So seemingly we could prove from this Mishnah that you must have intention. Here we see mitzvah You must intend to do it as a mitzvah, otherwise you're not yaitzah. Says the Gemara, no, you can't prove from this mission. I could tell you what it means to say that you paid intention to read it. Says to read? We just said in the mission that you were reading in the Torah. So obviously you paid attention to read. Answers the Gemara, we're talking about someone who was reading in order to check that the Sefer Torah or the Tefillin or the Mezuzah were written correctly. And therefore, he might not have intention to read. And therefore, he must have intention to read. What does this mean? So now she takes it quite literal. Even the one who says that um, you don't have to have intention to do a mitzvah, but you must have intention to read in the Torah. If you don't have intention to read in the Torah, although you're technically reading, then you're not Yetzir Kriyashma. Taisa says no. If you, don't have, if you don't have to have intention to do a mitzvah, why do you have to have intention to read in the Torah? So he explains that when someone reads, then he, he reads with the pronunciation of the ksiv. In order for a sefer to make sure he doesn't make a mistake, and he knows where they're supposed to be above, this is supposed to be above, there's supposed to be a yud, this is not supposed to be a yud. So he misreads it intentionally. In order to read it as it's written. So instead of saying the toy to voice, he'll say, uh, he'll say the tat, the tatfas. And instead of saying mezuzois, he'll say mezuzas. In order to know that there's missing a vav, otherwise he'll make a mistake. And if he'll be missing a yud, I guess he'll pronounce that as a chirik in order that he shouldn't make a mistake. So you're going to pronounce it wrong. So therefore you have to intend, not intend, just pay attention to read the words right. That's what Tesis explains. Other explaining when someone's uh, um, uh, editing, so he, he has no reason to pronounce the words with his mouth. Absent-mindedly, he might pronounce it, but like he'll say a half a word here, half a word there, he'll mumble it. And then he not yates, you have to say every word accurately. So you have to be paying attention to read it with your mouth to verbalize it very clear. So if someone's reading and learning Torah, in order to learn Torah, you have to verbalize it clear. So then you, it wouldn't make sense. You have, to, you have to pay attention unless you have to do it for the mitzvah. But if you're reading it in order to edit, then you're not doing it as mitzvah slim with the Torah. You're not making, paying attention to verbalize it. So you have to tell you, pay attention to verbalize. Okay. Now that we mentioned how you meant to read the Kriya Shema, so we can go with more details. Rabbi says he must read Kriyashma as it is written in Noshan HaKadosh. You could say it in any language, in English, however you want to say it, you could say Kriyashma, which is the halacha. Although it's not usually encouraged, I think it's for the simple reason that we can never know that your translation is exactly accurate. And therefore, we usually encourage people to say it in Hebrew, although if someone needs to, you could say it in English. 
you should make sure not to say the word Hashem, to say Hashem's name in English, uh, because uh, yeah, in order to be Yetzir, you can't say the word Hashem, but uh, you can be Yetzir with any language. My time with the Rebbe. Why does Rebbe say that um, you have to say it in Lashon HaKadosh? He says, Amr Kerod, the Pasuk says, They shall be. They shall be as they are. Don't change them. Don't interpret them. What's Rabbanon source that you could translate it? It says, Omar Kroshima. From that we learn, Hear, listen, understand. The point is, you should understand it. Say in a, in a language, you understand. Now we're going to contrast and say, what are the each you going to do with the other person's pasuk? What is he going to do with the word Shema? That we need for Hashemah, let your ear hear, hear what you pronounce. In other words, according to Rebbe, you must hear the words of Shema while you're saying them. If you, if you said them in a whisper that you couldn't hear, you're not Yaitzah. And that's what the word Shema is coming to teach me. What are Rabbanon going to do? How are they going to learn this Allah? They won't. Sabri, who they hold, command Allah is the one who says, If you do not hear what you're saying, you're Yaitzah, which is the halacha. You're supposed to say it in a way that you could hear, but if not, you're Yaitzah. Now, what are Rabbanon going to do with the word They shall be as they are. They need that You cannot change the order of the psukim. If you have mistakes at Uqsaftam before Uqshartam, as many get confused, you can't just say Uqshartam afterwards and continue. You must say Uqshartam and Uqsaftam again because it has to be in the right order in each parsha alone. And Verabi Shalaikram the Mafriya Minoli. Rabbi agrees with that. How does he know that he cannot read it backwards? Nafkali, he learns it out, me the extra hey comes to tell me. That these words, as they are, should stay. What are Rabbanon going to do with that limut? That's not part of their book, rule, rule book. Each one received from their Rebbe um, how to learn different things in Torah. So a uh, hey is not considered extra by Rabbanon. And therefore, they don't consider it as something you can learn anything out of. And therefore, they only have the extra word or the yeah, the, the word vahayu, and then the, the actual word, the, the, the translation of the word vahayu, which means it should be as it is, and they learn it for one halacha. The halacha is, don't read it backwards. Not that you have to read it in Lashon Right? Okay. Now, Rabbi, without a pasuk, sounds like he would say that he could read it in English. He needs a pasuk to tell you to read it in Hebrew. Rabbanon need a pasuk to say you can read it in English. Which means that otherwise I would say you have to read it in Hebrew. So it seems as if, if anyone wants to read in the Torah, let's say, it uh, says the Parsha Zohar, that uh, you need to read in the Torah, um, you need to read it. So it seems like Rebbe will say that you can read it in English. And Rabbanon will say you have to read it in Hebrew, the opposite of what they say by Shema. Because if you need a posseg by Shema to say to read it in one particular way, obviously without that, I would say the opposite. So if that's the case, is that the case? 
Lemaimra, do we say the Savar Rebbe, Rebbe holds the Kola Teira Kula, the entire Teira, Behold Lashin Emra. Whenever there's a halacha to read in the Teira, then you could say it in any, in any language. Why? Why am I saying that? If you would say that you always have to read it in Lashin HaKadosh, Nemra, why does the Prophet need to tell me an uh, extra word, Vahoyu in Kriyashma, to tell me to read it in Hebrew? If you always have to read it in Hebrew, in Hebrew. Answers the Gemara eats if we need it. There is the word Shema, which Rabbonin learned from that, that you could say it in any language. And Rabbi is not dismissing that logic. He is learning that it's, he is learning out from it that you should listen, you should hear the words you're saying because he has the Pasuk Vahoyu, which tells him, I cannot say that it means to say it in English because Vahoyu tells me it must be in Hebrew, in Lashon HaKadosh. So, and I'm forced to say that the word Shema tells me something else, tells me that you have to hear the words you say. But otherwise, I would learn from the word Shema that you can say it in any other language. But without the word Shema, I would say that you have to say it in Lashon HaKadosh. So the entire Torah has to be Lashon HaKadosh. Now let's go to Rabban. You must say everything in Torah. If you're going to say, you have to say it in, say it in any language you want. Why does the Torah the, the, the have to say Shema uh, that you could say it in any language? Obviously, the whole Torah can say it in any language. Answers the Gemara. We need it. Since, again, Rebbe had a valid point. It says the word Vahoyu. So yes, Rabbana learned that it's teaching us not to read it backwards. That's because I cannot learn from it that it should be Belash and Because um, the Pasuk Shema tells me that it could be in any language. So I'm forced to say that Vahoyu tells me don't read it backwards. But otherwise, the word Vahoyu would tell me that I, that I have to read it in Lash and but it could very be that Chachamim hold that the entire Torah could be read in any language, not just in Lashon HaKadosh. So we cannot prove what any of them hold in any other place. Okay. So, we learned about that if you're reading in the Torah and then happens to come the time of Shema and you say Shema and Vahoyo, you're not Yoytza unless you paid attention. So seemingly that means you have to do it the shame Mitzvah's Kriya Shema, which some hold that way, which that's the Allah, but others argue. So how are they going to learn the Mishnah? They're going to say that you must pay attention to read, which means the Mishnah is talking about someone who's editing a Sivatayr or a Tfilin or Mizuzah. And either if he's not paying attention to read, although he's actually reading, then he's not Yoytze. That's Rashi's opinion. Or others say, either according to Toysavis, you might read it not in the right pronunciation, but as it's written. Or you might not pay attention to verbalize every word. And therefore, you must pay attention to verbalize the words, but not that you have to pay attention to the mitzvah. And then the Mishnah mentioned about interruptions. So the mayor says, there's no difference between interrupting by greeting someone or answering a greeting. In the middle of a section, in the middle of a parasha, you can only answer someone or greet someone who you're afraid of. Um, between paragraphs, you can greet or answer only someone who you're, who you're meant to honor, who you're supposed to honor. And Avida says, no, answering is different than, than greeting. I agree with you with greeting, the mayor. But I say answering is different. Between paragraphs, you can answer anyone. 
And in the middle of a paragraph, he can answer anyone honorable. Which today we don't usually do because people know and understand that they forgive. However, if someone doesn't, then, then these rules actually apply. Then we said, what are the paragraphs? So we went through between the brachis, between the parshas of Shema. So Tanakam said that between Shema, between Yomer and Emes, he could make an interruption. Says Rabbi Yehuda, no, you should not, as we'll explain later in the Gemara, between Hashem and the Kechem and Emes, you don't make an interruption. Now we happen to mention the order of the parshas. So we have, we're questioning why this order, by Yomer is earlier in the Torah. And once you're changing the order, then maybe Vahoyu should be first because it's talking to all the Yidin. Say no, Shema has to come first because you're in Kabbalah Malchus Shemayim. You're saying Hashem is Hashem before you deal with the mitzvahs. Now, if that's the case, Vayemesh should come second because he's saying Hashem of the Kechim. No, Vahoyu is before because it talks about all, it talks about Torah, which applies by day and by night, and Vayemesh is mainly talking about Tzitzit, which is only by day and not by night. Then we brought the Machlaikis, whether you could say Shema in every language or only in Lashon HaKodesh. Rabbi says only in Lashon HaKodesh, Chacham say in every language, which Allah is like Chacham. Rabbi's basis is, it says, Vahoyu, it has to be the way it is. Chacham's basis is, it says, Shema, as you understand. Rabbi says, Shema means you have to hear it. Chacham say, no, you don't. If you whisper uh, quietly, it's fine. If you don't hear it, it's fine. Rabbi's, uh, Rabbanan say, Vahoyu means that you have to keep the order. Rabbi says, you're right, but that is an extra hey by Hadvarim. And Chacham say that we don't learn anything from an extra hey. Now, the fact that Rabbi has to learn, has to bring a special posuk, that Shema has to be in Lashon HaKadosh, does that mean that any other parasha that's been a Torah could be, uh, could be said in any language, like Zachar? Says the Gemara, no. The reason why I need a posuk, because Shema might have taught me to say it in any language, so we have to have a whole to tell me to speak Lashon HaKadosh. Same with Rabbanon. Rabbanon say we have a prospect that we can say it in any language. Does that mean that the whole Torah, according to them, has to be read? Only Lashon HaKadosh? Not necessarily. It says Vahoy. So you might have thought that it has to be Lashon HaKadosh. Comes Shema and tells me, no, it can be in any language. And then I learned Vahoy to teach me that you have to keep the right order, but not that it should be said, that, that it has to be said in Lashon HaKadosh. Uh, Guten Shabbos.